Good evening and welcome. I am delighted that you can join me tonight for this Tunu sleep story about the great Benin Kingdom wall. The floors of the kingdom are cold on the feet. There is a slow, cool breeze. This is the Benin Kingdom at night, in the rainy season. The city walls rise many feet high, casting shadows on the sleeping houses. The air is filled with clean moisture, a faint whiff of green. The moon is hidden calmly behind the clouds of grey. Small rays occasionally escaping through as the earth turns and turns. The people sleep soundly. The night is for rest in the Benin Kingdom. The fast pace of the day breaks into slow movement and droopy eyes, limbs flailing and falling exhausted on feather beds, safe in the embrace of the soft cushion, in the protection of the Oba and his city walls. The big city is full of small huts built in a circular pattern, all with the Oba's palace in the middle. At night, only the oil lamps flicker, and slowly, one by one, one hut after another, the lights go out. This is a perfect time to tour the Benin Kingdom, to follow the cool breeze, light as silk on the skin, as the oil lamps flicker off and the cool darkness fills the street. I want you to relax, unknot your eyes, let the tense feeling in your toes flow out, breathe slowly and calmly, let your head find its natural position, let us walk through the street corners of the old Benin Kingdom, let us imagine what the stone walls looked like at night. Let your mind wander away, building up pictures of the city at its own pace. Let the images flow like a river. The goal tonight is to let your thoughts go. Close your eyes and follow me as I show you around the ancient kingdom. Forget the hassles of the day you had and freely fall into peace. For this journey, only your thoughts are needed. So, let the feeling in your fingers go like the lights. Breathe in and out. Smoothly, draw in completely, then breathe out. Let the feeling in your legs go. Feel the energy in your elbows relax. Now, let your mind wander, free, floating around. At the gates of the city, there are guards. They are the only men who do not sleep. These men, with sacred beads around their waists and wrists, walking around, to and fro at the gate with the blessing of the Oba, not to let a stranger in. These men let the rest of the villagers sleep without fear. 
one of the men, Ife, is married to Itoha. Itoha owns a shop on the next street where she sells vegetables. We can see her shop now. It's not big, just a wooden shed and a wooden table. During the day, Itoha spreads fresh greens on the table, all fresh from her farm. She likes to sing. Her voice is very melodious. Tonight, she isn't singing. She will sing at dawn. Her shop is at the entrance of the market. During the market days, the rows are filled with people, haggling prices, one curry or maybe two. Big knives go up in the sky and come down on large pieces of meat, cutting them into smaller pieces. The voices usually are a loud blur. Men and women jumble together. More often, it was women's gossip. Tonight, there are no men and there are no women. The tables are empty. The faint light from the moon reveals the outline of small puddles of rainwater. Outside the market, there is a long winding road. It leads to the center of the kingdom. It is the main road. We see Pa Ehiosu's house on the way. The famous old man known for his wisdom. Many meetings are held in his house. Men in the kingdom would sit on stools beside him as they discussed. Pa Ehiosu loves proverbs. He says they are tools of wisdom. For all of his wisdom, Pa Ehiosu still liked to play. Children from neighboring families come to his compound to play and listen to stories which are often about the cunning tortoise and the rest of the animal kingdom. Under the full moon, the children play and laugh. But today, they are fast asleep in the mud huts, and Paehiosu's compound is serene and empty. This is the outer kingdom, separated from the inner kingdom by walls too. The wooden reinforcements on the wall are sturdy, but crawling with green plants, an accidental design choice. Meshed with the crisscrossing of woods to make a sturdy beam, the walls look like short gates. Before we cross into the inner city, we see a house with no walls. There are two small huts with thatch roofs we can barely see in the nightlight. There are stories about this house. Children refuse to go near it, and adults avoid it. An old woman lives inside. She must be sleeping at this time, but who can tell? If you ask the children, they'll say she doesn't sleep at night. She roams the village in her brown wrapper, tied across her torso, and her long grey hair flying in the soft wind. Don't be afraid. The other adults say differently. The woman is asleep. She was a fine woman in her younger days, but she bore no children, living alone with her husband until he died. 
She preferred to be alone because of the stigma from the rest of the village. But she was no witch. Her small farm is just behind her hut. In front of her hut is a stool, short and sturdy. From here she sits and watches the village in the evening, just before sunset. The older people in the village remember she used to sit in the same way with her husband to watch the sunset. They remember the couple had a beautiful marriage. The roads in the kingdom stretch out as far as the eye can see. Long, winding roads with weeds frequently cut to a short shrub length lining the sides. The road on the right leads to the entrance of the inner kingdom. This is where the Oba's palace is, a magnificent building adorned with ornaments. Before we get to the palace, we see the back of a compound. The walls are high, mud walls stretching the whole length of the premises. The owner is a rich man, Chief Abiyuwa. The tops of his yambans are visible from the street. There are whispers that he is wealthier than the Oba himself. They're just whispers. No one would dare say it out loud for his or her neighbor to hear. Chief Abiyuwa has more than yams in his possession. Along with his many livestock, he also owns many servants in his house, and he feeds them all. Usually, there are people walking around in his compound, darting around barefoot from one shore to the other, stopping to bow to an elder frequently. But at night, they sleep soundly in the many huts built in the compound all tired from the day's work. Some of the workers do not sleep in the chief's compound. They live in the outer kingdom and make the walk back home at the end of the day's work. The routine of the kingdom is perfect. There are no fights and no thieves. The Oba guarantees safety and peace within the walls of the kingdom. The skies are clear now and the moon stares in clear effervescence down at us. The shapes of trees are more visible in the new light. The leaves sway and dance in the sky, following the beat of the night breeze. It is wonderful to watch the dance of the night. There are different sounds too, not just the sounds of crickets, the lead singers in the night orchestra. We can hear distant hoots and howls as animals of the night go about their business. There is the swoosh sound from the dancing trees as the winds blow them from side to side. A smooth, relaxing sound is made. A sound like that of the ocean, relaxing every tingling nerve, taking all worrying thoughts away, freeing the mind of loads putting the mind to sleep. Let me take you to my favorite part of the kingdom, the art shop, the very famous art shop. At the shop, Chief Oyakira and his boys work carefully and tirelessly with clay, sculpting images, pots, figurines. All the works are good, finely detailed, and smooth even to the eyes, but the images and figurines are the best. 
The sculpture of the Oba's head, which sits in the palace, was made by Chief Oyakire. He was simply Oyakire before the sculpture. The chieftaincy was given to him after the beautiful work was completed. Since then, many people have been commissioning him for sculptures, and he had to double the size of his store and also take on boys to help him. The figurines are displayed in his shop. Different faces, postures, gods, intriguing carvings. Some of them were wooden, carved and polished until they shone. The shop was closed now. Chifoyakire and his boys surely at home fast asleep. Floating along in dreamland with the songs made by crickets as music. Chifoyakire's house isn't far away from the Oba's palace. It's just a short walk. The road is cleaner than the rest of the kingdom. No wild weeds are growing out of place. As we approach the palace, you can tell this is no ordinary road, and it certainly leads to no ordinary house. The Oba is the most powerful being chosen by the gods. His abode is guarded by humans and spirits. There is a feeling of grandiose existence, one that immediately brings humility to anyone who gazes upon the intricately designed walls of the palace. The walls are lined with ornaments, crafted images and sculptures. There are oil lamps atop the fence, separated a few spaces away from each other. It looks like a procession. The palace is beautiful in the day, but at night, it is the only place in the kingdom that is awake with a special kind of beauty. Visitors come from far and wide to behold the magnificence of the Oba and his palace, taking home stories of awe. They go home to tell their children stories about how the walls of Benin sang melodious songs to them, taking their feet across the streets to the palace like a floating river, pushing according to the current. Red mud color of the walls mixing with the clay in the sand and orange color from the lamps combine to produce different shades of red under moonlight. It contrasts with the finer shade of black of the parts hidden from the light. It's the dead of the night. Even the crickets have gone to sleep. Everyone and everything is sound asleep now. Only the wind is moving. The lamps have gone out, dry of oil. Old men snore in their huts. Their wives, deep in sleep, are snoring too. The chickens are about to wake up in their pens. Cockerels first, and the rest later. There is a faint chill in the wind now. It is heavier with water. Clouds in the sky have covered the moon from view. Soon it will drain, washing the earth again making the sleep of the villagers sweeter than before.